Hi, my name is Afif. My name is Ian, and I am Mel. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to the Art Podcast. Here, we gather both students and teachers to share our thoughts and opinions, but most importantly, to learn and understand each other. Hi, assalamualaikum, and hi. Welcome back to the next episode after our last episode, which was music. I think yeah. I just titled it music. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um. Uh, for all of you who is still tuning in to this podcast, thank you very much for actually listening to us um, again. Um, so for this episode, we actually have a very special guest with us. Um, one of my very dear friends, as I would call him. Um, please welcome Saravesh. Hi, Saravesh. Hi. Hello. Okay. So um, as usual, we have the um, host, which is... Um, Teacher office, teacher office for us. Hello. Yeah, hello. And also <laughs> Melvina. Hi, say hi. Hello. Yeah. Okay. So um, I'll be leading this um episode. Know that you need to know that, but um, okay. So um, the reason why we actually um invited Sarvesh to join us for this episode is because we're going to be talking about something uh, very personal to all of us, and I'm pretty sure all of us have already went through this um what we're gonna talk about so today we're gonna talk about mental health and not just any type of mental health we're gonna be talking about you know the rough patches that went through in during mco and so on it's such a relevant topic right yeah during the mco Mm. okay i think um a lot of things have been hard for all of us not just you know teachers but also students um, you know, one thing that I've realized when people talk about MCO is the struggles you go through as a student. I mean, as a teacher, it's more of a it's it's actually teacher bias. You know what I mean? Like, what do you mean? No, I don't know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait. okay, wait. Let me just let me just explain myself. I think when mm-hmm. people talk about struggles that you have during MCO. People usually focus more on teachers, but um, I think most of you know the audience really ignore the struggles we go to as students. Um, but um, today's in today's episode, we're here to hear all of the struggles we went through personally and also like secara umo. I agree with what you said just now. Uh, it's not just teachers, it's more like uh, this conversation about mental health tend to focus more on adults yeah. rather than the younger generation. Yeah, True. I do agree on that. Mm-hmm. Okay, can continue. Okay, so um, this, uh, my first question is, when, you know, you're you're going through that rough, rough patch, whether it was during 2020 or 2021, what were you thinking? Like, were you thinking, oh, this is like too hard for me to handle on my own and you go and talk about it to other people or do you just handle it yourself? Because in my way, I I like to just handle it on my own instead of you know, like talking about it to other people because I don't think other people actually went through something that's similar to mine. So I usually just talk it out on my own and I'm not everything works out at the end, but I want to know about you guys, because I feel like 
I'm the one of the few person who does that. So basically, I I I'm I also don't share to anyone. I just also handle myself. But unless if the situation gets very hard and very um uncomfortable, so I'll just go and tell to someone who I'm very close to my family member, which is my cousin, because I'm more close to her. And when I was small, I spent time a lot of her, and she understands more because she has also been experienced many types of problem with me. And um, yeah, so sometimes I do think 2021 is a very hard thing for me to handle life. And yeah, life doesn't come that easy. So yeah. yeah. That's a good one. I think everyone should have someone who they can share their feelings out to, no matter what the situation is. It is. Um, whether if you're a teenager or an adult, you always need someone to talk to. Um, mm-hmm. But what about this situation the teacher's perspective because i know you also went through some rough patches and and i realized and i also remember how when online class first started everyone was freaking out like no one knew what to do everyone's like very new at this and i also heard a lot of stories about teachers having a mental breakdown because of you know they just can't do this online teaching thing so i want to know what yours is like my cue? That's my cue? Yeah, that's... How, how was my experience? Okay, honestly, um, I guess I was one of the lucky ones. I don't really... I didn't really find this that difficult for Hard. me. Yeah. Um, I mean, I obviously, I hate it. I hate it, you know, because it's hard. You know, you can't go out and see your friends. But I suppose in one way... Um, the changing of lifestyle is not that big to me because I myself, a, I consider myself as introvert. I like to stay in my room. But at the same time, of course, like, I like to see my friends and everything. So it's not that hard for me to uh, adapt myself to this new lifestyle. But I do know I do have some friends, some, some teachers, some are not, that find this really hard. Yeah. And okay. I just, just I mean, uh, before that, I mean, I just want to echo like, what uh, you guys, what Sarvesh and also you, Mimi, mentioned just now, you know, the fact that when we have this problem, it is important for us to have someone to talk to. And that is like, I cannot uh, emphasize enough how important that is. And I also understand when you said that uh, you feel like, nobody will understand your problems or nobody will have this similar uh similar feeling similar experience as you but trust me you know this this world is really big if you just take the initiative to you know to open up i'm pretty sure you will find someone but then again you know uh, um again uh, i've never been in that position so i don't want to judge the victims i don't want to you know try to blame the victims but if we are having trouble or anything and i understand it can be a little bit embarrassing i suppose you know to open up but opening up is very important yeah yeah i agree um okay talking about what you said before that um you said you were an introvert so it's easier for you to you know open up uh, i mean to cope with mco and stuff me myself i'm an introvert myself even though people say i'm more of an extrovert but <laughs> 
Um, I when I first, from my own experience, when I first went through the MCO thingy, I was very happy because I didn't have to go to school. I feel like everyone felt that in a way, for at least for students. Mm-hmm. How about you guys? Yeah. A true, so true. Yeah, but then you know. Can Can I know why? Why do you guys feel happy not going to school? No, actually, um, everyone was going through a rough patch, in, at least in my friend's group. I think Sarvesh included. Everyone was like, we need a break. The homework they're giving is just mm-hmm. too much and all of that. You know, it's yeah. all normal stuff. But we expected it to, okay, this sounds dumb now, but we actually expected the MCO to go at least for like at least two weeks. That's the maximum. I mean, it's not dumb. I'm pretty sure a lot of people expect yeah. yeah. And and then I was like, okay, one week gone, two week gone, three weeks gone. I was like, oh my god, now it's gonna be a month. Like I miss my friends. Mm-hmm. And then, and I just felt like, oh my god, okay, maybe MCO is not that good as thought as as I thought I would be. And I remember getting very depressed for various reasons. No, I don't didn't told really. I didn't really tell anyone this, but I was very depressed when. Even before MCO started, I was already very like down, and then MCO started, and then you know how you know how that stories of people finding themselves in mm-hmm. MCO yeah. kind of yeah I was one of them so it was a lot it was an emotional turnover but I know this might sound dumb but when when you're used to that kind of stuff since you were like a baby and suddenly like having this pandemic out of sudden it's like a huge thing and. I feel like it's a huge loss for those who are very extroverted as well. So I want to ask you, is it that like that for you or is it from other factors like mine? Um, well, yeah, it's kind of because it's a little bit depressing sometimes that a lot of weird things are happening in my life. Sometimes I can just think out of sudden, sometimes I can get emotional or more worse if I get over depressed that easily because i know it's the thing where you can like just not be sad but good to feel i mean it's beneficial to feel sad because you never know how does it feel like that pain and etc but um yeah so that is how sometimes i feel like if i'm going through some depression or stuff so yeah okay so i i don't i don't know because like i'm not like, like I don't really like like when I, I like going out. I like going malls and everything, but I don't really like uh, talking to people. So, like I don't know. She is an uh, introvert. <laughs> I, I, what? You're an introvert. No, I I'm not an introvert because You're I always want to go out. I okay. always want to go out. <laughs> so I don't know how people feel. Like like I cannot say that's why they get depressed or something. Okay, compare your mental health now to 2020 or, you know, when you were going through a rough patch in your life. Do you think it's better now or it's better, like, before this? I don't know. Okay, because, yeah, because um, I don't know whether I... Because every time I feel something, like, let's say I'm feeling sad, I just, like, ignore it and then do something else. So while I'm doing something else, I'm just ignoring my feelings. So I don't know. 
Honestly, that's how I cope too. Yeah, it's the most easiest way to yeah. cope. Yeah, it's it's like it's you know how people say you have to face your problems, but I just I just prefer running away from it, <laughs> distract myself. It's better like that. But but I have to agree though. I mean, it's I guess it's it's a it's a short short term solution if you you know try to ignore your feelings and running away, and that's when you know when you become an adult slowly later in your life whatever in the past that you're trying to run away from or you're you trying to hide it from it it, it it will come to haunt you oh my god but especially you know uh being an adult right now a lot of my friends who are struggling with mental health is most of the time it's because something that happened in the past especially in their childhood because that happens so i mean it depends on the you know the what i say how bad it is lah, how bad it was so if it's really bad it just stuck with you and yeah uh, when you were you when you were young you may try to running away from it so i mean i guess i'm not trying to force you guys to actually face it but just letting you like to, be, that. to be aware of it yeah 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 so for all of you who's watching this who like to do that please don't distract yourself you know face it unless you want to be really bad at adulting <laughs> Okay. Okay. Can I can I add something? So yeah. recently, I I read I read a book. It's it's not like a self motivation book or anything. It's like a fictional book by Joe Aber Abercrombie. And one of the one of the like I don't know like a famous quote by one of the character is uh, is it sounds like this: um, better to do it or better to face it than live with it with fear. So I, I think it's quite I think it's quite relevant for all of us guys. Even for me, even though even though I'm an adult right now, I mean like there's always times that I feel anxious about doing something. But you know, at the end of the day, you think about it, it's like, why do you want to run away from it? Because at the end of the day, you're still gonna have to face it. So why not face it as soon as possible rather than running away from it? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Um. Okay, my next question is it's actually based on your. Can I, better, can I just say, I forgot that we mentioned this before, but all of those I, opinions are based on our own personal opinions. So if you feel like, oh, it's wrong, anything, it's fine. It's our own opinion. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be that pressed. <laughs> okay. Anyways, my next question. This is something that I've noticed very, very, very often. Is You know the app Twitter? You guys have that app Twitter? Or do you know? Do you know what's Twitter? Yeah. Twitter? Yeah, we all know Twitter. Okay, good, good. <laughs> I don't use Twitter though. I have, I have, I have an account, but I don't, I don't have a, the app on my phone. I don't use it. Okay. I actually don't use Twitter. Oh, really? Oh, okay. I, I don't. It's toxic. It is quite toxic. I mean, if you're in a different part of Twitter, then yeah, it might get toxic. But I'm pretty yeah, sure everywhere Twitter is toxic. No, no. It's, just, it's really hard to run away from. I think Twitter is toxic because of its trends. Mm, yeah, I guess so. If you follow the trends, then yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so my 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 question was, you know, like um, in Twitter, because you guys don't really use Twitter. Let me explain to you what I want to to expose. Um, is people tend to tweet out their feelings on Twitter instead of you know talking about it to other people. People tend to put it on the on the on the app, and sometimes when you find that relatable, people I'm on that side of twitter right now so i know how it goes but when you tweet out your feelings and how you're feeling at the moment and that feeling 
is you know mutual of is is going is felt by a lot of people they it would get a lot of likes it would get a lot of you know comments relating to it i was like you do ni aku pun pernah ni do something like that so do you think it's okay for people to tweet out their feelings on twitter because um my personal opinion i think it's it's definitely okay because you know you get to relate to you like you get to relate to that person and you get also to comfort them in a way and just be so open with it i, I think it's okay but how about you too after i want to know your opinion my opinion on that i think it's fine i mean it, it's more like the way i look at it is like you know that's you have the you know you got your own account the platform is yours do whatever you want lah at the end of the day right yeah. it's not it's not in my position to judge people i mean at the end of the day of course lah uh, of course i'm going to have like when i see your post uh you know inevitably i have i'm going to like make some judgment on myself but then at the end of the day i have to remember also like i don't know what this person actually going through so I just you know ketepikan je lah like not it's I don't need to think about it too much. I'll give you an example. Uh, when you talk about sharing those you know your feelings stuff, most of the time it's fine. But for me, I suppose as as a boomer, if you wanna define me that way, sure. Um, one thing that I I don't understand is when there is like a trend. Uh, it doesn't have to be a TikTok. Sometimes on Instagram also. You know where people want to talk about mental health, and then, or uh, they took they took picture of themselves crying, and I was like, oh, I was like, I was like, when you, I'm trying to put myself in that position, like when I feel sad and depressed, you know, very heavy with emotion, is it the first thing that come to my mind is take my phone and take a selfie? I mean, I could. It doesn't mean that uh, I'm not saying it's wrong to you know ex. You can oh share God. what you're feeling, but taking a picture of yourself it sounds uh, a bit. Yeah. What's the word for it? Unique. Uh, you know, like like weird. no, not unique. It's like you are so full of yourself, kind of like. <laughs> oh. <Wow. laughs> I mean, like if it's an actress crying, then I can, I guess I can take it. <laughs> but like, I know what you mean. Yeah, I'm to- I'm specifically talking about the selfie lah, you know, the selfie, like a video. If because mem- I know memang some YouTubers use YouTube, like when they are having a hard time, they just click on the camera and they you know share stuff right away, and that that oh. one is fine. Yeah. It's okay, but but again lah, it's just I suppose that's uh, yeah, I'm trying to rem- again lah, it's I'm trying to remind myself so like we are not trying to judge people, but. When people share that kind of stuff, the selfie, and I'm like, are you trying to get your attention, people's attention, or are you actually trying, you know, to address this mental health issue? So it makes me, it makes me think twice, lah. And I don't like it. I don't like people, you know, looking confused. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, I think we all. I feel like half of the teenagers on the internet can can be pressed on your you know but it's okay but it's it's true you know you want to be i don't know you want to reach out to people don't use that type of way because for me also i think that's a bit of an attention seeking attention seeker kind of way yeah. for me, can, my opinion yeah. 
but then again, when you think about it, I suppose it makes sense as well. Because really. usually, usually people when they go through a very you know overwhelmed sadness, I don't want to use I don't want to use depression actually. I'm gonna come back to that. Why why I do? Can, wait, I, can I, I just say over like over like you being too sad and depression is totally two different topics. Yeah, it's it's not same. I don't get why people. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the thing. That, that that's why I'm. I'm. I'm not okay. I'm gonna ask that question later, but uh, for now I'll try to avoid using depression. Um, what I mean, or when people do that, right? Just now, when we talk about people put pictures or express themselves, you know, share their feelings on Twitter. I suppose in a way you can see yes, they are trying to attract attention, but it doesn't have to be. You don't have to look at it as a negative thing, because what I understand is like. Usually, when you are stuck with this overwhelmed negative feelings or negative, you know, sadness in you, it's because you don't have a way to pour that emotions out. So there's only the one way that they could do it is through social media, lah, which is to you know trying to ask, trying to get people attention to them. Hey, I'm sad. Can someone help me? Sort of like that, I guess. Yeah. Well, like, can I just say, if in my opinion, if you do mm-hmm. that, and I see that, and I'm and you tweet out, let's say, in Twitter or in Snapchat, anywhere, I'm sad. I don't know why should I reply. I don't think I would actually reply to that person because yeah, like, hey, they're sad. I I t- I totally got it. I I totally get it. I think I also have some friends on Instagram. Sometimes they uh, share some stuff like really sad stuff, and I I I can feel it. Like, oh, they are they are really sad right now, but I'm not sure how to help them. Okay, next question. Um, I want can if you guys have stories to share about your own personal, you know, experience with mental health. Yes, you can spill the tea now. Okay, maybe I'll give it a try. Okay. Yes, yes. <laughs> spill the tea. All right. Okay. Chill. Chill. Okay. So um. Basically, um, this happened a few, few. I mean, two or three years ago. Like I used to have this best friend. Um, I was very close with him. <laughs> um, like he, we both are like very close, and we under. I mean, not really. We understand, but we were very close that timing. And when he, I didn't know him that much, so I met him at standard three because we were at the same class that timing. And then we get to know each other, and we got close, which we were best friends. But I had this vibe where he started using me, like cheating on the examination, like asking me answers, and I was like, I don't know how to um respond. I don't know what to give a reaction. I don't know what to say. Basically, I was like, I don't know how to say no because I know that thing is like a wrong thing, but I just have to like do it for him. I I don't know how how to help it. But I was, but after my examination was over, I was really like stressed out. I was like, man, I just did something wrong. And the five and ten snake, he stopped talking to me very much. He he would be like, okay, if I have a mood to talk to you, then I'll talk to you. But if I don't have the mood to talk to you, then I don't I don't talk to you. That is him. Uh, and then we moved to secondary school, and I know secondary school hasn't been that easy life for every teenager. I suppose I can say that. 
So yeah, what happened was that every this happened again in Form One that we had our examination and he did it again by by cheating on me. So that is what he basically did. Also, he does many like bad things. Like I was like completely shocked. I was like, oh my god, what am what I know he's doing this again, but how am I going to like handle this? It was so like difficult for me. I I was like really stressed out. I don't know what to say to him. I really wanted to say no, but. I I know he's using me basically, but I just don't know how to say no. So that is why I was like, "Fine, I just have to do it again." And would you would you say you were afraid to say no? Yes, time? I was afraid that time. I I didn't even have the confidence that timing like that to say no to him. So, And I'm guessing because you are afraid that he's gonna hate you or something. No, not no. really. But I think it was because I did the dumbest thing ever, which was like he's not gonna friend me anymore. That's what I. Kept that in my mind, mm-hmm. like that. That was the dumbest thing I ever mm-hmm. felt. Like, okay, he's gonna cut me off, and he's not gonna be friends with me anymore. Mm-hmm. And so he stopped that already on scenes from from one, and then from two, he still kept asking me money, like sometimes ten ten ringgit, twenty ringgit. I, I and then I told him, "Are you crazy? I mean, you think I'm that rich? Is it to give you money?" And then out of a sudden, he jumped and was like. Okay, fine. I don't want to friend you in that sector. And I was like, that doesn't mean that doesn't make logic. First of all, I mean, you the one who came and asked me money. This is not like a right thing. First of all, I believe like it is also not a good thing asking money according to religion because I know money is basically for me. It's like money is God because I have a God who is owner, goddess of wealth, and I do respect her. So my I'm like a, f- a very devoted person. So I know much more about my God. So yeah, um, that is why I like stopped him from asking money, and then and and I was like really depressed, like wasn't satisfied and everything. Realized that I know I did something like very bad in my life. Like it's very doesn't make any sense. So I did regret it or of it, and yeah. So I. That doesn't happen again, in my life. No, I know he didn't. Even, he wasn't basically my my friend because I know he used me and he would talk to me whenever he wants. Sometimes he wouldn't even talk to me for like a day. Sometimes, so yeah, that's what happened. I mean, there's so many weird things that happen in my life. Um, you know, that's there's only one word for a person like that. That's basically a bully. I don't. I don't think you can even say. Yeah, like a fake friend. It's not even a friend, lah, guy. Basically, a bully, lah. They they use your. It's like they are they are using your emotions as a hostage. Give me answers. Give me money. But can I ask you some best questions? Yeah. I'm trying to dig, lah. Okay, I'm try. I, I will try. I will try my best not to dig too personal. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I'm trying to understand what was the main cause of your stress. At the time, is it because you is it because you feel like you are being used, so you don't like it? It's like you feel like you are dumb for being for you know for letting other people to use you, or do you feel? Uh, is it because of the pressure that you did something wrong? You know, giving answers, giving money to other people, that you felt that it was it was wrong, and you felt so much guilty that you you know stress out. Or is it because the fear of losing a friend? I could just say basically all. Um, mm-hmm. 
yeah, it was basically all because um, I he was like for me, I find it that he was like very kind, and you know like had that vibe where he can catch up friends easily and very friendly. So yeah, that is how I get to know a lot songs is because of him, etc. But after I found out what he did to me, it was like the worst thing that I could ever happen. Sometimes he even does rough thing to me like calling me gay and etc just because i'm acting soft and everything so that was the hardest part as well because being bullied being called as gay is a very such a depressed depression thing which is kind of happening right now to not to today but last year and yeah so that is what happened for me oh yeah can i just say just because a boy is soft or a girl is like, you know, tomboy or anything doesn't mean they're anything different than sexuality. Like, it's just so stupid and overly obsessive where students, especially in Malaysia, it's just so stupid. Why would you say something like that? Yeah, I agree. I mean, this happened a lot. I mean, basically, it's like each and every circle. I have like my, not to call a friend, but enemies as well, where, um, he come and steal all my my my. I used to have this friend that timing, and he would like, and he was new to my school since standard three, and he would just like tell him, "Why are you being friends with him? Just don't be friends with him. Just let it. Just come on, be friends with me." And like that, and he basically stole all my friends, and I think he's having a happy life right now. So, yeah. So I but um for me, I I don't think I don't care about them anymore because I know he did such a wrong thing to me. Uh, it's really a bad thing, obviously. So, I think I'm just gonna be like a straightforward guy and just be whatever comes in my life, even though problems, I should just face it. I don't wanna like just, you know, just don't wanna like just be scared of it or run away. I just wanna face it and just be strong whoever I can. Although I can get into like depression, stress, and anxieties and etc. I just really have to face it. And if I wanna have a talk, then maybe. I could share it to God because my only opinion is I can only trust on God because I know God are obviously everywhere for us. And I have like, I because just because I'm a devotee, that doesn't mean I can only trust on God, but I can also share to everyone. So yeah, that that's what I wanted to say. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. Let me ask a question for all of you. Okay. Right. All of you guys have to answer. I think, question, question. I, th- I think I'm supposed to ask this question at the beginning of our recording. As what, so I, as, as what I addressed before, uh, as in, I think we shouldn't use the word depression as easily. You know, we shouldn't throw the word depression easily because I feel like depression is quite, whenever we talk about depression, we always think about mental health, mental illness. But then when we talk about sadness or anything, or oh, it's just a normal feelings. So I want to ask you guys, what's your definition of a depression? What do you think? I mean, it doesn't have to be right or wrong, just from your own, from what you, you understand right now. What is depression to you? How do you define someone is is in depression? Um, I don't, I don't, I don't, um, I don't know because like, you cannot tell someone is depressed until like they tell you they're depressed and and you can't like like okay if you're there's a difference between sad and depressed right like you can be very sad but not depressed 
So I don't know what depression is like. like Because you I, never experienced it. Yeah. <laughs> Lucky you. I mean, I mean that that's the thing, right? I feel like depression is very subjective, like for an individual. Oh, yeah, I'm like, feeling very sad right now. Oh, no, it's not depressed yet, lah. It's not depressed yet. And then tomorrow, maybe next year, oh, I feel very sad right now. Super sad. No, okay, this is depression. So I guess I guess it depends on people, I suppose. Yeah, can I just say, the way you can detect if it's depression or not is when you feel sad for the for a very long time, not just for a day or like for a period of time. Just when like like a week, I think I read somewhere is the the amount of time where you can tell that you oh my god I'm depressed, and that's mm-hmm. when you are psychologically diagnosed with depression. It sounds very um. Standard, but that's what hurt. For me, depression. Um, it's like I'm not gonna say it's some kind of illness or something, but mm-hmm. depressing. I know it's something where it's obviously more than a feeling, but it uh, if you like get so much or get into that problem, like okay, you have about the past and you think about it too much. Then for me, I find it that it's depression because, uh, you think about like, oh my god, that guy, he was so kind to me. He he did to me this, he did to me that, and in the end, in return, he did something which can't be expected, and and then you start to be like, you know, like not talking to people very much and not communicating with people or texting with them, calling and yeah, sometimes I even like. Post on social media, but mm-hmm. yeah, so that is my opinion. What is wrong? I agree with I agree with Harvesh. I think depression is a feeling that you cannot easily ignore. Um, I suppose that's why I said I don't I don't think in my life I've ever been depressed because even when in my lowest point in life, you know, whenever I feel sad or you know because of a because of a girl, it's like It's like when you have free time, yeah, you worried about that. But then I was a student, kan? Okay, it's time to go to class. I went to the class. I can still focus in class. But then after my class, I went back home. Yeah, oh, I still sad again. But then I think when it comes to depression, it's like you really cannot think of any other things except that particular thing that makes you really sad. Yeah. And I think slowly I can understand. I'll give you an example. Uh, this is not a depression, okay? I'm, I'm my example here is not a depression, but this example uh, helped me to you know maybe to understand better how it feels like. So as you guys know, like a couple of weeks ago, I have the interview you know, to become the teacher, and I don't know why. Maybe because I haven't gone through interview for a long time, so I was so anxious about the interview, even though I was quite confident in myself. But I don't know why I was so anxious. That I really had trouble thinking about other things. That I couldn't sleep. I couldn't sleep at all, like for a couple of days. It's like really hard to sleep, and it's really hard to you know think about other things, lah. And you just cannot control yourself thinking about you know uh, thinking about positive things. I think I suppose that's what I imagine depression would feel like. It's like you cannot control your emotion. You cannot control your thoughts. You keep on thinking about the bad stuff, the negative things, and and that's how I know that 
I don't think I've ever been experiencing depression in my life. Mm-hmm. Oh, also, can I just add another example that I can give between sadness and depression is sadness is kind of like a wound. It can heal, you know, it, it, mm-hmm. it got a lot of tactics to heal it. But mm-hmm. scars, this they stay with you for a long time. And I think that's like the most easiest way to compare it to. I agree. Yeah, that's it. You know, like scars, it can be like a bad scars or just like a light, a very light scars. Mm-hmm. So it's like depression, it's like the whatever happened to you in the past, it can affect you. In the future. Uh, in, also in the like, present. It, uh, it, it can affect you like, like uh, give you a big impact in your life or you can give a small impact so it depends mm-hmm. but i feel like at the end if you learn something from that process that you get fallen truth whether you're sad or you know you've experienced something really um, bad in your life that rough patch as long as it made you learn something in your in your life i feel like it's worth going through that trouble for i agree whatever mimi just said Okay, now for the million dollar question, aka the last question, if you're gonna get that, <laughs> you know, just just saying. Um, my last question is, what would you like to advise our viewers who are going through something, but they don't want to share it? Um, what would you like to advise our viewers on? Let's just pretend we have a million, you know, subscribers on the channel. What would you like to say to them? Can I go for it? Please. Okay, basically, um, I know there are a few people who are like feeling depressed during this MCO. Some people are like getting depressed easily. It's because some lose their job and especially pilots and everything. So what am I trying to say is probably you and also few teenagers right now, they are like losing many friends because they don't talk much and they feel and some of us, I'm not going to say sensitive, but they just find it that they are not communicating and I think I have to agree what they feel. So um, if you have any problems but you don't feel like sharing out to anyone, you can share it to God because I mean some of us might feel like okay they, they don't listen to us and they, we don't even know whether they're going to help us out. We don't even basically know but for me is that I think you should not really think about like that. I, I think you should really trust on God because God is the really best friend it's a very good best friend for all of us i can say and and yeah and basically when it comes to friendship friendship it's not like everyone we could trust them there are some can be toxic to us there are some who will stay longer with us forever so um what am i trying to say is that like you should just think just don't get too harsh don't get Think like, okay, basically nobody like me. No, that's not even really true. Everybody likes you and expect trust. But it's just, um, you should not think too much about that problem. Like, don't get depressed like me. I get too depressed that easily. So you should just, like, if you are the type of person who doesn't want to share problem as well, you can just share it to your God. Or you can share it to the person that you really trust. Or to your best friend. Or to the family members that you are very close to. And I want to... Okay, this is my last word. I know I'm giving like an essay. No, it's okay. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, so I want to bear. I want you guys to bear like three things, which is you have your God, you have your family, and you have your friend. So these three persons 
will help you and keep you company like forever and make sure you don't get into that negative circle of vibe because that thing can really bring you down so yeah that is all for me mm-hmm. I'm gonna I agree. Add, I agree. I'm gonna add something to Sarvesh I suppose uh, if, in any case in case that you don't have a god meaning that you are not that religious in case you mean uh, like you an atheist? Have, doesn't matter lah. Or oh, anybody who are not religious lah, who don't trust their God or anything. In case you don't have a family that you can trust. In case you don't have a friends that you can trust. But it is still important that you uh, open yourself up and talk to someone. So that someone is a professional. Uh, for students, I understand that as much as I hate to admit it, I understand that sometimes for some schools, the counselors are a little bit hopeless. Um, yeah. Okay. If yeah. you cannot trust your counselors, Gotta please, do. please, uh, get a professional help, a psychiatrist. Uh, I especially when it comes to students, because you guys are underage. Because you know, from my experience, I know some some parents refuse. To accept the fact that their kids are depressed, so parents just don't want don't want to bring their kids to the psychiatrist. My recommendation is that eh, this is not a good advice, but I can just I'll, I can only say that you try to find someone and adopt to trust you. If you cannot trust your family, if you cannot trust your friends, maybe get a teacher. Find a teacher that you can trust. Find an adult to bring you to a psychiatrist because it's very important that you seek professional help. Just now, it's for those who are struggling, but for those who are not struggling, for those who have friends who come to you for help, my advice is don't invalidate their feelings. Whatever they you know express to you, please know that they come to you for help. The very least, the very you know, the very least thing that you can do is listen to them. Don't say, don't say some things like, "Oh, you shouldn't feel that way," or da da da. Okay. I think I think for those kind of people, it's like just listen to them because they just need someone that they can they can share their emotions with. Whatever your personal opinion, you know, whatever thoughts or opinion that you feel about your friend's problem, keep it on the side first. Just listen to them first, yeah. I'd like to add on something. Um, so basically, even though like what Jago Afif said um, about like if you don't have any, I mean, if you don't trust your friends or your family or if you're not that religious. For me, what I kind of find is that I had like this few friends where they have diary and they don't much, they don't share much to uh, people. They just keep it to themselves. They just, yeah, obviously because they don't trust anyone. So that is why they like write their own feelings on the diary because sometimes I find it that when you write your feelings, you can find out why do you feel like that? Like why do you get depressed that easily or what is that beneficial about that person doing that? So yeah, for me, I find it that I think diary is also a good thing. Basically, it's anything that makes you, you know, anything or anyone that you can share your feelings with, please go. I'm pretty sure there's at least a person that you can share your feelings to. Don't keep it just to yourself. 
it's way more burdenful like that. And it's always a good idea to share your feelings with someone that you trust. Um, like what Mimi said, yeah, you shouldn't keep your feelings to yourself. You should find like somebody you can trust and to talk to. On that, can I share something? Um, there are hot, there are hotlines or helpline that you can call, where you know random people will listen to you, and these people, their intention is, memang to help, you know, help. Uh, those who are struggling with mental illness or depression or whatever lah. Um, so I think there are many hotlines out there. What I have here, what I you know, I quickly Google, and they are they they are called befrienders, befrienders dot my. So if you guys want, you guys can call this number zero three seven six two seven two nine two nine. There there are many others. So if you guys want, you just you know uh, very quick. Google, uh, maybe about I I well, the term uh, the term that I just Google is basically a suicide hotline. <laughs> it's, it's probably like a very negative kind of word, but uh, but I think, it exists, y'all. Yeah, it exists. I they exist to help people, so you guys can do that as well. If you cannot find, you know, if you just try 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 and you just cannot find people, you can like grab your phone. Call the number and there'll be another person at the end of the call to listen to you. And don't worry, guys, it's free for most of the part. Okay, just conclude today's podcast episode. Um, basically, whatever you're going through right now, whatever rough patches are you or have you gone through at the moment, I guess, um, is it's always a good idea to let out your feelings. Don't keep it close to yourself. Um, and also, if you think you really, really, really are on the brink of giving up, um, you can let's let you know take off if said. You can always have some hotlines over there. Please don't give up on your on your life or anything like that. And if someone tells you that, or or you know, if you tell someone you share your feelings to someone in detail, oh my god, that's normal. Everyone go through that, you know. Don't listen to them because it's not true. Your pain matters, and no matter how small or how big your problem is, you are still you still matter. Your opinion matters. Your everything matters, and that's it. Thank you for viewing in and tuning in to our podcast today. Thank you. Bye. Hey guys. Bye. 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 Bye.